KMTT, Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah. And this is Ezra Beck, and today is Wednesday. Chaf Bet Adar. And uh, yesterday, the 21st of March, was the spring equinox, the day when the daytime and the nighttime are equal. This is called in Halacha, in Hebrew, the Tukufa. Kufat Aviv is the day when the spring begins. This has halachic significance. It's not merely an astronomical uh, date because the Chag HaPesach has to be in the Aviv. In other words, Chag HaPesach must fall after, after the equinox. So, there's no other halacha that's related, even you don't even get not to say Tachanon, but the the day of the equinox, which falls either on the twenty first or the twenty second, depending on the year, uh, has a halachic significance. The day and the night are equal. It's the beginning of the halachic spring, halachic aviv. Today's shiur is by Rabbi Yamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Bayakal Pekudei. This Shabbat, Parashat Vayakel Pekudei, we read also Parashat HaChodesh. The first mitzvah that was given to Bnei Yisrael, HaChodesh HaZalachem. In this parasha, some of the laws of Kaban Pesach are mentioned. One of the laws that is mentioned is the halacha of eating Kaban Pesach, and it says, We must eat Kaban Pesach on this night. There's a machlokas in the Gemara between Rebeleza ben Azariah and Chachamim as to what this Pasuk means. The Gemara is found in Psachim and in Masechus Brachos. The Gemara says that according to Rebeleza ben Azariah, you have to eat Kabin Pesach mid until Chatzos. It says in the Torah, Va'ochwa Sabasa Balaylu Hazeh. And Balaylu Hazeh is compared to the Pasuk Ve'avarti Ve'aretz Mitzrayim Balaylu Hazeh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Kivayachal, went through Mitzrayim, Balay Lahazeh, and we know there, the time is, Ad Chasos, Vahiba The time of the miracle of HaKadosh Baruch Hu coming through at Makas Bechoros is Balay Lahazeh, is at Chasos, and therefore the halach is that Kabin Pesach should be eaten midaraisa until Chasos. Rebbe Kiva says, no, the Torah says, Ad You can eat the Torah, you can midaraisa, according to the biblical law, you can eat Kam Pesach all night until Or Haboker. It says the Chiddush of Torah that it's eaten by Layla is that it's only eaten for one day, as opposed to a regular carbon shlamim, which can be eaten longer, the Kam Pesach can only be eaten one day. So we learn, according to Bekiva, you can eat the Kam Pesach until Or Haboker, and according to Belezeb and Azariah, you can only eat carbon Pesach until Chatzos. The halachic ramification for us today would be based on that same Gemara in Psachim, that Kuf Chafam is The Gemara says, Amar Rava, Ochal Matzah b'zman azeh achar Chatzos, Rebbe Zabna Zayah, lo yotzei dei chavasa. 
the Rabbi says the this machlokas between Belzebub and Azar and Chachamim about Kam Pesach has relevance even at a time when there is no Kam Pesach because matzah should be eaten at the time of the Kam Pesach even though matzah is an independent mitzvah and today matzah we pass in matzah zechiv daraisa but yet the time of matzah should correspond to the time of Achilat's Kam Pesach so therefore according to Rabbi Lezim and Azaria uh, today halacha lemaisef a person would eat matzah after chatzos he would not fulfill his obligation. The Gemara says it's obviously true. It's very obviously true. So we have a machlokas between Rabbi Lezeb and Azayin Chachamim, and the ramification of the, the, this machlokas by Kam Pesach is Bizman at what time does the person have to eat matzah? Of course, according to Rabbi Lezeb and Azaria, we could ask the question, why can we really eat Kam Pesach early? The Torah says, What's the definition of Balayla? What's the time of Balayla? Rabbi Lezeb ben Azariah holds that Balayla is is actually at the time of Chatzos. Now, this would obviously be impractical. I don't know how it would be even theoretically possible to fulfill it. But it would seem that according to Rabbi Lezeb ben Azariah, the Kiyom HaMitzvah has to be at Chatzos. And therefore, the Halacha should have been that we really should eat Kavim Pesach exactly at Chazos. And therefore, we shouldn't have been able to eat the matzah earlier, the word the Kavim Pesach earlier. We could explain that Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah holds that there are two halachas in matzah. There's a halacha of the Maisa mitzvah, the time when you're supposed to do the mitzvah. At what time do you do the mitzvah? But the question is, when is the Kiyama mitzvah? At what time do you fulfill the mitzvah? It would seem that the Kiyom HaMitzvah B'Chatzos, the Kam Pesach, should be eaten by Chatzos. The Maiz HaMitzvah, what you do to make sure the Kam Pesach is eaten, is to eat it before Chatzos. It's impossible, impractical, to say that someone should eat it at Chatzos. But apparently the Kiyom HaMitzvah, seems to be the Kriyom HaMitzvah, at Chatzos, it should have been eaten. And the Kriyom HaMitzvah, after Chatzos, you cannot be Yosei Kam Pesach. When does it become Nosar? When does the carbon really become Nosar? So according to Bekiva, Nosar means a, a carbon whose time is over, and you are over an Isur of leaving over a carbon past the time it's eaten, and it's lava, Nita Klase, that you're supposed to afterwards somehow adjust the lav by fulfilling an assay of Baishtashraf, of burning it. Here, it's an unusual case, because the Torah says, The Torah said you should burn it in the morning. According to Rebbe Kiva, theoretically, it should be burned in the morning. There's a side problem of burning kachim and yantif. Uh, burning nosar and yantif is a side issue that we won't discuss. But according to Rebbe Kiva, the passage does make sense. It becomes nosar in the morning. You can eat it until the morning. And from that time on, then you're not allowed to eat it, becomes Nosar, and it's Chayef Shreifa. According to Elizabeth and Azaria, so it's a very unusual case. The carbon, it cannot be eaten after Chatzos, but it seems in the Pasuk, that it becomes Nosar in the morning. Tosos and Brachos Aftas asked this question. Tosos asked, how could it be that it's only Nosar in, in the morning, but you can't eat it after Chatzos? Rashi in Psachim really says that it does become Nosar, according to Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah. 
to, according to Tosfos, it doesn't seem to be Nosfer until the morning. However, Rashi says in Psachim, According to Blessed Benazari, it really is Nosfer at Chatzos. But you can't burn it because of a separate Pasuk. And he says, the Torah says, what it, according to Rashi, the Torah says, Lo Sosim, Menuat Boker, the Torah says you can't leave it till morning. It doesn't mean it becomes no sir in the morning. It becomes no sir at Chatzos. The only reason the Torah said Lo Sosim, Menuat Boker is Lisrefa Asa. Tell me that until the morning, there's no concept of doing Srefa. Srefa is only in the daytime. Even though I said there's a side problem of doing uh, Srefa at all in Yantif. But the Torah says, Anasim Menuat Boker, Beishtasrefa, the Chiv Srefa is not a Chiv at night. It's only Chiv in the morning. But according to Rashi, it becomes Nosar right away, according to Blazim and Azar. It's well known that the Arsameach and uh, Brisker Torah in general understood that the carbon Pesach is not just a regular carbon Pesach. It's also a Shlomim. It's not just a regular Shlomim. It's also a carbon Pesach. They explained that there are two dinim in, in carbon Pesach. There's one din of a Shlomim which theoretically could be eaten longer than a regular, uh, than carbon Pesach. Carbon Pesach, according to the Benazari, can be eaten to Chatzos. So the Arsameach and the Reb Moshe Salavechik both think that according to Reb Lezabanazari, perhaps the carbon could be eaten after Chatzos. It couldn't be eaten as a Kiyom HaMitzvah of the carbon Pesach. The carbon Pesach can only be eaten till Chatzos. But as a Din of Shlamim, the Torah did not say that you cannot eat the Shlamim until the morning. So as a din of shlamim, you could eat it till the morning. But it beca- after the morning, it becomes nosar. Even though a regular shlamim becomes nosar after two days, this becomes shlamim in the morning of the first day. And also, Be that as it may, the machlokas between Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah is simple. According to Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, we have to eat the Kampesach till chatos. According to Chachamim, you have to eat the Kampesach all morning. You can eat Kampesach till Arhaboker, till the morning. Of course, we all remember the first Mishnah in Shas. The Mishnah in Shas says that uh, Kriyashma can be said in the morning. Kriyashma can be said all night. However, Midaraisa, Bishachbuchav, Kamecha, Bishachbuchav, Kozmasha, Tashochev, we learn that you can say Kriyashma at night until the morning. But Midrabanan, Chachamim said you should not eat, you should not say Kriyashma after Chatzos. In order to make sure the person does Kriyashma on time. Now, if a person doesn't say Kriyashma on time, he didn't do, he didn't commit any Avera. He just did not fulfill the mitzvah of saying Kriyashma. But yet, Chachamim instituted a Harchaka. In order to make sure that a person would not go to sleep, would not take a nap, would not do something to make him, cause him to forget to say Kriyashma, Chachamim said you have to say Kriyashma before Chatzos. In our case of Kavim Pesach, it would seem that this yug, this dindarabanan of saying, of being, making the time early, of making sure you eat kampesach before chatzos, it would seem to me that this yug should be much stronger. Because if you don't say kriyashma, as I said before, you committed an act of omission. You did not say kriyashma. But kampesach, if you don't eat it on time, besides the importance of the mitzvah of, of, of eating kampesach, but it, it creates an Easter. There's an Easter called Nosar. So if you don't eat the Kampesach, so it's true you should eat the Chatzos, but let's say a person didn't eat, didn't eat after, till after Chatzos. So the Syog would mean that he shouldn't eat it? 
Midrabanan, a person should not eat the Kam Pesach Yitzhak Chasos, even though that would mean it would come Lidei Mosar. So, some people think that this Yag applies even to Kavan Pesach. The Rambam says clearly in Hilchas Kavan Pesach, Perek Ches, the last halacha, Perek Ches, Kvar Biyanu Bechamam Akamos, She'ena Pesach Nechal Elad Chasos, Kedei Lachik Menaveira. He says, Mida Torah, Shiyocho Kolalayla, Shiyala Murashacha. Mida Raisa, you really can't eat Kampesach. But even by Kampesach, Chachamim put in this Siyag. I said it's a little surprising because it means that after Chatzos, it really becomes Osimid Rabbanan. But this Isid Rabbanan is going to create a Chiyav Nasser. Tosva says, a little bit like the Rambam, Tosva says, That even according to, to Rabbanan, you there is a siyag. However, he says, "Afilu ira da'avar al dibe chachamim v'lo achal kadem chatzos lo nifsa v'ochlo achar chatzos." Umikama kam is ikasiyag davar dibe chachamim lo achal kadem chatzos. Tosfos says, "Really, there is a siyag, like the Rambam says." I don't know what the Rambam would say in this case. What would happen if a person after? Chatzos remembered that he didn't eat Kavim Pesach. What should he do? According to Tosus, it says clearly he was over the Drabanan. He did not fulfill the Siyag of the Rabbanan, But yet, nevertheless, he should say he should eat the Kavim Pesach. Tosus says this is akin to the case in Brachas. The Gemara in Brachas has the story of Maisa Shabal Banav Rabbi According to the story there, the children of Rabbi Gamliel came home from some sort of Beis Hamishtah, maybe it was a wedding, a chasana. They came home from the chasana and they told their father that we forgot, that we didn't pay attention, we didn't say Kriyashma. So he said, as long as Amur HaShachar has not appeared yet, so then you can still say Kriyashma. So you see from here that even though you transgressed the Siyad Rabbanan, you did not fulfill the Siyad Rabbanan, still you could say Kriyashma. So, Tosa says, the same would be here, that there is a siyag, and according to Chachami, you really have to eat it before Chatzos, even according to the opinion that Kampesach Necha Kolalayla Medaraisa. But yet, if you did it after Chatzos, Bidiyavad, you did not fulfill the Rabbanan, but you were Mekayim the Mitzvah Daraisa, and it's better to do that than to leave it to come to the, to the, to Nosar. Rashi in the Gemara in Brachis, when the story of the children of Gamliel, adds one caveat. The Rabbi Yonah elaborates on this point. But Rashi in Brachis says that the story of Rabbi Gamliel tells us that in a case where Isnas, Rashi says, in a case where there was an Ones, it was an Ones, and they did not read the Kriyashma before Chatzos, not just that they didn't do it, but some sort of an Ones occurred. What was the Ones? Perhaps they were involved in uh, the mitzvah of Mekala, maybe they're Shushbinim, and they were Pater really Alpidim, but now, if the Chatzos, there comes a Chiyuf, we could discuss exactly what the Ones is, but Rashi says, when there is an Ones, so then you're allowed to say Kriyashma afterwards. It seems from Rashi and Rabbi Yonah, as I said, elaborates upon this point, it seems that according to Rashi, even Kriyashma you don't say after Chatzos. Chachamim told you not to fulfill the mitzvah after Chatzos. There's a Tosus in Sukkot, Dav Gimel, that Tosus says that sometimes Rabbanan told you not to do something, and if you do it according to biblical law, but you do not fulfill the Rabbanan, then even with Rabbanan you didn't fulfill the mitzvah. There's no such thing as, as fulfilling the mitzvah after the time Chachamim said. 
So Chacham have that power, according to Tosfos, to take away the Kiyama Mitzvah. Mamish to take it away, to say Midrabanan, you do not make Mitzvah Daraisa. Tosfos says that this does not apply to Kabin Pesach. By Kabin Pesach, Lechatchila you should eat till Chatzos, but after Chatzos, Midrabanan. However, after Chatzos, according to Rebbe Kiva, according to people that hold, you can say, come, you can eat Kabin Pesach all night, and you can eat Kabin Pesach after Chatzos. But, uh, as I said before, according to the Rambam, there is a siyag, and I don't know what the Rambam would think if you, if Chatzos passed, according to the Chachamim, the way we Paskin, that, according to the Rambam, the Rambam Paskin, that Pesach, Midarai says, Nechokalalaiwa, what, but there is a siyag, the Rabbana, and what would happen after Chatzos? That's not clear. So, let's try to find out how do we, how do we really Paskin in this case. So, I said before, the Rambam says, that really there's no practical difference between Rebbe Kiva and, and Rebbe Lezben because the halacha is that we have to follow Chachamim. And according to, the halacha is that we have to follow the Chachamim who say that even according to the opinion that Kam Pesach Nechokalalayla Midirabonam, it should be eaten by Chatzos. Why did the Ram pass like Rebbe Lezben, like, like Rebbe Kiva? So, First of all, we have a general principle that halacha ke bakiva mechavero. Generally, when there's a machlokas between a bakiva and one other person, we generally pass like a bakiva. Even though in this particular case, there are a number of mishnayos that have a, a sum of the mishnah, a mishnah stamit, an anonymous mishnah. Generally, we follow the principle that when there's an anonymous mishnah, we pass like that anonymous mishnah. Halacha kista mishnah. But here, it could be the Ram has this general principle that we pass like Rebbe Kiva, even though there are some of the Mishnayas against Rebbe Kiva. However, Achronim point out that the story that we say in the Haggadah somehow shows that we pass in the Kriyashma, that the Kampesach can be eaten all night, Memele Masa can be eaten all night. The famous story that we know about all those Tanoim who were sitting in Bnei Brak, they told the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim all night. Now, since we say that Achilas Matzah is compared to Achilas Pesach, that was Ravas Halachim Tzachim Kupchaf, that Ocha Matzah B'zman is compared to the time of eating Kam Pesach. Therefore, these people that stayed up all night, they obviously paskened that the Sipu Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the mitzvah of Sipu Yitzhak the mitzvahs of Leil HaSeder, apply all night. Therefore, that story itself might indicate that we pass in the Kiva. Of course, that story was told in Bnei Brak. And Bnei Brak was the city of Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva was the Marada Asra. So, this, the raya that in Bnei Brak they did that is not necessarily a proof that we pass in that way. Even more, the story, of course, tells the names of the people that were sitting at that unusual seder, they stayed up all night discussing the mitzvahs of Pesach. So, Reb Lezer ben sat there as well. And everybody asks the question, why uh, Reb Lezer ben sat there? Okay, according to the other Tanoim, most of the people that were there, they really held that Sipos Yitzhak could be all night. Maybe they held... That midoraisa, the sipur yisusim time was all night. The mitzvah of kam pesach is all night. The mitzvah of achilas matzah is all night. But Rebbe Lezer ben Azayah sat there, and for sure he holds that that the mitzvah is only until chatzos. So why did he sit there? So uh, people say in general that 
about that story, that it's a very strange story because Talmidim came and interrupted their their rebellion. How could the Talmidim come in and say, uh, How did they have the audacity to interrupt the rabbanim? So we have to remember the story happened in Bnei Brak. And Bnei Brak is an unusual city. Perhaps it was always an unusual city. Therefore, the kashas and what happened in Bnei Brak are not such strong kashas. However, the fact that Rebbe ben Azariah sat there only proves that since Rebbe Kiva was the Rav of Bnei Brak and they sat there all night, Rebbe ben Azariah was a, a good guest and perhaps he really felt that the mitzvah should be done until Chatzos. Maybe he himself ate the, ate the matzah before Chatzos. But there's nothing wrong with staying up the rest of the night and learning Torah. The rest of the night, presumably, they didn't uh, tell, just read the Haggadah. They probably learned to late Tilim Shalalachas. They probably had, a, had Shiurim all night. So, Rebbe might very well have stayed up to learn Torah. That does not indicate that the Halacha is that your Mekayim Sibatim Tzayim Kalalayla, even according to Rebbe Lezah So, therefore, there's no proof, even from the story, that there's no, that they really held that Sibrit Tzayim all night. Maybe, maybe we know that Rebbe Kiva holds that Midaraisa Kavim Pasach is all night. The fact that he stayed up all night is not an indication. They got together, a group of Tamanichachamim, they got involved in learning, they stayed up all night. We see in yeshivas, occasionally boys get so involved in the sugya, they stay up all night. It's no proof that they hold that you really have to stay up all night. That particular case happened in Bnei Brak, there's no proof. The Chazot, the Ram does paskin, according to Rebbe Kiva, as I said, that he holds come Pesach is eaten all night, but he holds there's a Harchaka. Now this Harchaka, I said, is a little bit more strong than the Harchaka of Kriyashma. Kriyashma, the Archaka is only to make sure that you do the mitzvah. Here the Archaka is more than that. I'm afraid that a person might wait till Amur HaShachar. He might not distinguish correctly between before Amur HaShachar and after Amur HaShachar, in which case he could create a real Avera. It could be that we're afraid that he'll eat, actually eat the Kavim Pesach after, after Amur HaShachar, in which case he's, he's doing a real Easter. Once it comes on Murashach, we now to eat it. Maybe the Archaka here is a severe Archaka to make sure that a person really doesn't commit an Avera. By Kriyashma, Lahachi Kadam and Avera is an unusual phrase. Lahachi Kadam and Avera doesn't mean a real Avera. It means Avera with Sanoshla Kadashvarachu. It doesn't mean he transgressed, he did something wrong. It means he omitted saying Kriyashma. Here, Lahachi Kadam and Avera might really be Archaka to prevent him from doing an Easter of eating Kavim Pesach after Nosar, after it becomes Nosar. So the Raman Paskins, like Rebbe Kiva, with a Harchaka. The Rajba in Brachas Daftes, the Rajba in the very beginning of the Rajba, in the certain editions, this is the only part of the Rajba that's quoted. Other editions have an addition, but in the original, uh, the first printing of the Rajba, it says that according to Rebbe Kiva, it seems that Rabbi Kiva agrees there's a siyad by most things, but by Hektar Chalavim, by Kriyashma, there's a siyad to do it only before Chatzos, but there's no such hachok at all by Kriyashma. In other words, according to the Rajba, we're allowed, according to Rabbi Kiva, and Memela, the mitzvah of matzah, according to Rebbe Kiva, is lechatchila ad haboker. So therefore, 
I, I would understand why there should be no siyot. I said before that if you don't say kriyashma, uh, true, it's an act of omission. It's an ikiu mitzvah say. Praise is not mekayna mitzvah. But the Rajbam might argue to tell me not to eat kriyashma would mean, first of all, I'm not mekayna that great mitzvah of eating kriyashma. Okay. That might be similar to Kriyashma, might be more, might be less. I really can't tell you which mitzvah is more important. The Achilles Kampesach, Kriyashma. But here, in the case of Kampesach, when Chachamin tell you not to eat it after Chatzalus, if we would really learn, not like I mentioned before, like according to Darsameach and, and Reb Moshe, if we would learn that after Chatzalus, like Rashi says, you really don't eat it after Chatzalus. That's according to Rezmanazar, you're not allowed to eat it after Chatzalus. But, according, but if you hold that, according to Rekiva, you can't eat it after Chatzos. Not like Tosfus, who says that, that the Diyavad, even according, if there is Archaka, you still can eat it after Chatzos. If you hold, you can't eat it after Chatzos. So what you're doing is saying with Rabbanan, you should create Nosar. That would be a, a tremendous Chiddush. So therefore, maybe that's the reason the Rashba would disagree. The Rashba says that According to, to Rabbi Kiva, there's no, there's no Siyad Rabban at all. The person can eat. So we have, so far, the Rambam and the Rashba. The Rambam and many other Rishonim think that the halacha is like Rabbi Kiva, that Midaraisu can eat Tilchatzos, the Kabin Pesach. Therefore, you can eat Matzah, Midaraisa, Kol Alayla. But maybe even by Matzah, there's Achaka to eat by Chatzos. According to the Rashba, by Kam Pesach, there's no such archaka. And therefore, it would seem totally illogical there should be such archaka by Achilat Matzah. And it seems that we would be allowed to eat Matzah Midaraisa all night. The Seder could be held all night. So I said before, the Raman Paskin like Rebbe Kiva. Tosus and many other Rishonim Paskin like Rebbe Lezeb Tosus is found in Megillah Dachafalis. And Tosus says, We pass in the Kriblezim and Azariah. Why? As I said before, there are a number of Stama Mishnayis, there are some of, of anonymous Mishnayis that pass in like Kriblezim and Azariah. And therefore, we pass in like the Stama the Mishnah against Rebbe Kiva, and we pass in that Karben Pesach can be only eaten until Chatzos, Midaraisa. And then Tosus goes on to say, Vim Kain, since we pass in like Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, therefore we have to be careful to eat the matzah before chatzos. The chiyuv today of eating matzah is the raisa, and the afikoman, according to Rashi, Tosas, and the Rambam, it seems to be that the ikar achilas matzah, the main kiyum of eating matzah, is at the afi- time of the afikoman. So therefore, the afikoman should be eaten by chatzos, because we pass in like Rebbelezim and Azariah. Now, I said before, even if we pass in Rebbe you could still argue and say that the, we should eat the matzah before chatzos, because even according to Rebbe there might be a siyag drabonon to eat, not like the Rajba. It could be that even Rebbe Kiva would agree that Midrabanan you can't eat if the Chatzos. The, the Tosos in Megillah has one kula. Avabal Halil Shal Achar Afikoman, Ein Lachim Yakol Hashari Midrabanano. 
he says, this chumrah that I just said, that you should eat the Kavan Pesach before Chatzos, Memele, you should eat the Matzah before Chatzos, Memele, you have to eat before Chatzos, this chumrah would not apply to the Halal after Pesach, after the, after the Afikoman. Because he says, this Halal is only Rabbanan, so we're not machmi with this Halal so much. So, so far we have basically two opinions, Shemit Patslim, which afterwards divide. According to Tosus, we pass on Kribbelezim and Azariah, and therefore, there's no chachmas. You have to finish the seder, at least echilas apikoman, until chasos. <coughs> the Rambam and other Rishonim paskin, like Rebekiva. However, even according to Rebekiva, there might be a siyad, maklokas Rambam and the Rashba, in which case, you would have to finish the seder, even according to them, if the siyad applies to Kam Pesach, and the siyad applies to Masa as well, then you have to finish the seder also by chasos. Meshulchan Aruch really rules this way. The Shulchan Aruch says in Arachayim, Simen Tafa Ayin Zayin, La'achar Gemar Kol Asuda, when a person finishes the Suda, Ochlin Imata Shmur Tachas Amapakazayis. When you finish eating the the Afikoman, when you finish, so when you finish the meal, then you eat the Afikoman. And the Shulchan Aruch rules that this time should be eaten before before Chatzos. In Simen Tav Ayin. No. Um, it says there, and I'm sorry, in Tav Ayin Zayin, Yehei Zayi Lechol Kodem Chatzos. The Shulchan Aruch, the Mechadim rules that you should say you should you should eat the apikoman, you should eat matzah before chatzos. The Ramah or the Hagah in the Shulchan Aruch says, even the Halil. The Yagdimatzmoshigam Halil Yikrakadam Chatzos. Even Halil should say before chatzos. I said before that Tosus in Megillah says that you can say the Halil after chatzos. He says, No, you should even the Halil you should say before chatzos. And of course, the Mishnah Bura and the Sharetz and the, the Bira Alocha bring this whole machlokas. They say that uh, we paskin like uh, Reb Kiva, like uh, Reb Lezim and Azaria, as Tosus does, but even according to the Rambam, there might be a Siyad Rabbanan, and therefore they rule, the, the Mishnah Bura rules that if a person, for some reason, wouldn't even start the Seder, you didn't even begin, you're up to Chatzos already, and now it's time to eat the first time you're up to matzah, the first bracha, chilas matzah, is after chatzos. This happens, people are ma'arich b'seder. They make kiddush, they talked a lot about the seder, they learned, they were kind of places and time. And now we're up to eating the first kazayas, and now it's time to make a bracha. So can you make a bracha if chatzos is passed? According to the Rambam, the, this gazera is always rabbanan, midaraiz, you could eat all night. So then you would have to learn if the Gezeira applies to Matzah, applies to Kavim Pesach, if it would be B'dyeved, what would be? But according to Rebbe Lezab and Azariah, it's really not the time of eating Matzah anymore. For sure you could not make the bracha afterwards. So the, Shulch, the, the Mishnah Bura really paskins that if a person did not eat Kavim Pesach, did not eat the Matzah before Chatzos, Yochlenu below bracha. Then you should eat the Matzah without a bracha. He says, you should eat the matzah, because, first of all, there's no Easter in eating matzah. It's not like eating Karm Pesach after chatzah. There's no Easter in eating matzah after chatzah. So the thing is that you make the mitzvah. 
So according to Rabbi Kiva, according to Elizabeth ben Azar, you're definitely not Mekayim the Mitzvah. According to Rabbi Kiva, would depend upon is there a Siyag Rabbanon and what the Siyag Rabbanon is. So therefore, the best thing to do would be to eat it without a bracha. It happens in many homes that the Seder, we try very much to eat the matzah before Afikam, before the chatzos, as I said. According to Mishnah Bur, you're not allowed even to make the bracha after chatzos. But it comes in many families that they get involved in the Haggadah, then they get involved in the Suda, and it's chatzos, and they realize they have a problem. They haven't finished the meal. So, what do you do? You just say, well, what do I do? I have to fulfill the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says to eat the matzah before chatzos, even eating afikam before chatzos, even to finish halal before chatzos. So, what do I do? I just should skip the meal. So it's well known that there's a tshuva of the Adni Nezer. Other people mention other people's name, but the Adni Nezer is a tshuva in Shin Aleph who says a very interesting idea. He says that you could eat after the Afikoman. But the Mishnah says, you now eat after the Afikoman. So the Adni Nezer explained very simply, when you say a person can eat, after I have to come in. How long can he not eat? How long does he have to wait? I mean, today I ate breakfast. How can you eat breakfast if, after you have to come in? The answer is simple. At the time that you can be making the mitzvah, so you have to fulfill the mitzvah with the time of the thief. According to what I said before, it's a very, very nice idea. According to Rebbe ben Azariah, the kiyama mitzvah is bechatzos. According to Rebbe ben Azariah, the maitha mitzvah of eating, <coughs> of eating the carb, of eating the matzah is earlier, eating the carb and pasach is earlier. But the real kiyum is at the time of chatzos. At the time of chatzos, you should have tamah matzah b'fiv. You should have some sort of a feeling that you're eating a matzah now, that you have the kiyum mitzvah at the time of chatzos. <coughs> but according to Rebbe Lezah then it would seem that you could eat after chatzos, you're allowed to eat. The only time you're not allowed to eat after the epicomen is the time you can make the mitzvah. But since you can only make the mitzvah to chatzos, after chatzos you could eat. Whereas according to Chachamim, you can eat kam pasach, you can eat the matzah even at Amudah until the morning. So the Avinesa came up with this, this patent. It's a very famous thing. The Avinesa said what a person should do if he realizes that he didn't eat the meal yet is he should say, he should take a piece of matzah <coughs> and say as follows, if the halach is like Rebbe then I mean this to be Afikoma. And if the halach is not like Rebbe but it's according to Chachamim, then I do not mean this to be afikamen. I mean this to be a regular piece of mass that I'm eating. Then you should wait till after chatzos. Now that we're after chatzos, a person would say, since Allah, if Allah had been in really like Rebbe Zabanazari, then I'm allowed to eat now. Now we can have his whole meal. If Allah is like Chachamim, then he didn't eat afikamen yet. If Allah, if he didn't eat afikamen yet, then he can continue eating the meal until <coughs> he eats the matzah and fulfills the mitzvah of Pesach before what we've learned today is that there's a machlokas atanoim exactly when carbon pesach should be eaten. The ramification of this halach would be bizman hazeh, when should the person eat matzah, when should the person fulfill the mitzvahs of Lela Seder. We mentioned there's a myriad of opinions exactly how do we paskin, even according to Rebbe Kiva, we have a question exactly what he means midoraisa, what he means midrabanan. So therefore, we should remember that the Shulchan Aruch paskins that a person should eat the matzah and say halil, finish the seder 
before Chatzos. Of course, the piyutim that you say at the end of the uh, Haggadah certainly can be said after uh, Chatzos. The point of the Ramah, this Chumra, is to say Halil. Whereas this Chumra of saying Halil, I said even Tosos doesn't sing. Tosos says we only have to become Pesach, the, the Matzah. Until Chatzos. Therefore, we should try to finish, to fulfill our, our say there this year, reading Matzah, and we hope that next year, you have been listening to Harav Binyamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Kitisa. Today's Alachayomit is actually something we mentioned once in the past. It's the next Alachah in, uh, in Shulchan Aruch, Siman Tzadivav. The title of the Siman is Sheyimna Kol Hatradot Kedei Sheyechaven. The Siman in general deals with the fact that when saying Shemar when davening, one has to ensure the one has total kavanah. And the way that's done is by preventing any anything that might interfere. Anything, any outside interference uh, with one's davening. The actual halacha quoted in Shulchan Aruch is that you're not allowed to hold anything in your hand. The Machaba says, Lo yochaz tefillin. You're not allowed to hold tefillin. V'lo sefer mi kitvei ha-kodesh. You're not allowed to hold a sefer. Not a, a, a vessel or a plate that's full. Because you're afraid they might fall. The Gemara doesn't say that reason. The Gemara says you're not allowed to hold things. This is the number of things you're not allowed to hold in your hand. Uh, Rashi gives the explanation that because these are things which if they fall, the example is given, Sakin, a knife, money, bread, tefillin, which you don't want to fall because they're holy. If you're worried that they will fall, therefore you have to pay attention when you hold them. And that, the attention that's needed to hold something, it's not very great, but nonetheless, it's taking away from the kavanat tefillah. Kavanat tefillah, you're nowhere, you're simply before God, and you, you should not have to be aware, you should not have to pay any attention whatsoever to, to your environment. That's Vashi's reason for this halacha. And therefore the poskim derived from Vashi that doesn't apply to everything. It only applies to those things where there's a reason for a person to be worried that they might fall. So we have two examples here. Or oh, actually three kinds of examples. Things which are holy. It's asa for them to fall. Tefillin v'sidur. Ka'aram Which it's difficult to hold. Because it's full. Or things which you're especially worried about the falling. A knife because it might fall on your foot. Or, or uh, money because it's valuable. Or kikar, piece of bread, because it will be ruined if it hits if it hits the floor. I mentioned once, and I think it's obvious; it's not in the list. But based on this, you're not allowed to hold a child in your hands because you're really worried about dropping a child. Aside from the fact that the child also is difficult to hold, he, he might squirm, he might move, and halacha um, clearly would apply. Although you see it all the time, young parents who bring their little children to shul and don't know what to do with them during shmonesrei, so they hold them. It would appear to be against the Salacha. The Gemara says in Sukkah that in Yerushalayim, the minag was 
that on Sukkot, this is how it explains, the people would come, the, the Chachamim, Chachmei Yerushalayim would come to Shul with their lulav, and they would daven holding lulav. They would say, Kriyat Shema with the lulav. They would say, Shemon with the lulav. And only when they went home would they put the lulav down. The Gemara asks, how can they do that? How can they daven holding lulav? It's also to hold anything in your hand. The Gemara says, since lulav is mitzvah tayom, there's no problem. And Rashi explains that because it's a mitzvah, it doesn't interfere with one's kavanah. Now, psychologically, it's not clear why that should be true. A person would be very worried because it's a mitzvah, he'd be very worried about dropping it. But apparently the reason is that psychologically, it's not a separate thing. When one's davening, one can't be concerned about money. But something of a mitzvah, it doesn't, it doesn't contest, it doesn't, it, it doesn't interfere with the kavanah of tefillah because it becomes part of the kavanah of tefillah. One is standing before God and things one does as a mitzvah, even if you have to actually pay some attention to them, but they're considered to be all one kavanah because it all has to do with service of God. And I think psychologically, you're able to integrate it together because it's not, it's not, it doesn't involve a separate part of your mind so much. From this, the poskim derived an important halacha, which is not explicit anywhere in the Gemara, that one can hold a sitter if one davens from the sitter. The Gemara says you're not allowed to hold even Kitfei HaKodesh, even a holy book. But a Siddur is different. Not because it's different in, na- in its nature, but because since you're davening from it, so based on the way I, explain, I explained Lulav, even more so, a Siddur, you might be concerned about holding it, but the, the attention you pay to the Siddur doesn't contest, doesn't rival the intention of Kavanah of Tefillah. It becomes part of the Kavanah of Tefillah. Therefore, one who davens from a Siddur, we spoke uh, yesterday about davening with your eyes closed or davening from a Siddur, one who davens from a Siddur because it adds to his Kavanah, there's also no problem of holding it while one, while one is davening. Uh, the Poskim, some Poskim claim that this is not only Halacha in Shmon The language of the Gemara is Lo Palel. The language of the Shukhanuch is Lo Palel. As we said a number of times, Tfilah means Shmon some poskim said, look, there are other things which require Kavanah. For instance, Kriyat Shema. In fact, the Kavanah for Kriyat Shema might even be greater. The necessity, the level of Kavanah for Kriyat Shema might be greater than that for Shmon And if the Mishnah Buh, in fact, Paskins, one should not hold anything in one's hand while saying Kriyat Shema as well. Other poskim disagree. Uh, it's not mentioned in the Gemara. And they say it might be that it might be a higher level of Kavanah, but it's a different kind of Kavanah. Kavanah for Shmon you... You're not in this world. You're standing before God. Coming up for Kriyachma is coming up for the words. And, and you're capable of doing that even if you uh, have to hold something. You're not, uh, you're not fearing for your life. You, you have to hold something. But in, in the Mishnah in fact, Paskins, that at least one should try. One should not hold anything in one's hand even for what's saying Kriyachma or other tefillot, other things which, which require Kavanah. In any event, if one does hold something, for whatever reason, it doesn't invalidate the tefillah. And one does not have to daven again unless it in fact really did ruin your kavanah. And again, I say, I think that someone who's holding a, squir- a squirming baby in his hands, it's very likely that it really has interfered seriously with his kavanah, and it's very possible that he's not yotze. It has to be considered within the context as to whether or not it really had the effect of lowering the tefillah beneath the minimum level of kavanah, which means at least for the first bracha, as we'll shortly see. You need kavanah, full kavanah. Uh, it could be, in fact, it could in fact be a problem. 
the Paskim say that if it's something which you, 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 you have to pick up, let's say something fell, and if you don't pick it up, a sitter fell, if you don't pick it up, that in alone will ruin your kavanah, because you're worried about it. So then you're allowed to, you're allowed to pick it up. Let's say you begin to daven without a sitter, and then you remember that, oh, there's a special tefillah yom, you don't know it by heart. So you're allowed to pick up the sitter, but if you don't know where the sitter is, you begin to look for it, that's a problem. So obviously one should prepare the siddur, but going to say, look, if in fact you're not going to be able to say Yalva without a siddur, it's better to say it and have a, a momentary interference with Kavanah, but then return to the tefillah, then not to say it at all. So although they suggest that one should not look for a siddur in the middle of davening, if you have no choice, then obviously it's, uh, it's permitted. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with the Shiur on Parshat HaShavua. You have been listening to KMTT. And this is Ezra Beck wishing you Berkat HaTorah Mitzion Kol Tov Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.